Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. I'm here with Patrick Johnson today, who is one of my personal favorite people. Thank you for joining me today. You know, usually people don't like me before <laughs> they meet me. You know why? I it know. saves time. <laughs> but we're, we just get along great, I know. right? So. I know. Patrick and I actually, for those who don't know, just started working together on ESPN. Plus, for softball, you do a lot of ECU yeah. sports. So talk about that. Well, um, so I have the good fortune of doing uh, the basketball for the last couple of seasons uh, for ESPN Plus, and then the good fortune of a few women's basketball games, but all the men's games are on ESPN Plus. And then last year, uh, I did for ACC Network Extra, which is the ACC equivalent of ESPN Plus, uh, a bunch of softball. <laughs> and I really like softball. I've, I've come to, because it's fast, and I really, so I really do like it. And so I, uh, you know, just told them, because I, I really want to work at ECU, uh, you know, since they're good to me, I wanted to sort of give them the first right of, you know, I'll be available if you need me to be available, type yeah. of thing. First right of refusal. And uh, I said, look, I'll be happy to do softball, and I have done some softball, done a lot, uh, but I got all the baseball games this year, which is good. Now, if you go back the last 15, 17 years, you could probably count on our two hands how many baseball games I've done. <laughs> I haven't done that many the last few years. So it has taken me a little while to get my sea legs with that. I've, I used to do a lot of baseball. And I always wanted to do baseball when I was a kid. That's the sport I wanted. I thought I'd be the Cubs announcer <laughs> one day. But, um, yeah, so that's, it's all pretty good. I love the crew. Uh, you know, Greg Pierce is great. Uh, I have to thank him. Uh, Will Bailey uh, is great. Mike Miles, Kyle, and Kyle, and Jay, and just everybody who's involved in the broadcast is uh, Riley. Fantastic. And all the camera operators. A lot of them are students, which is cool because mm -hmm. I get to learn terminology I wouldn't know otherwise. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. How did you get started with this? Like you mentioned, you thought you were going to be a baseball announcer. Did it start when you were young? Uh, yeah, so um, we had, I grew up in Kinston. We had a game of the week on a thing called KTV, which was like a cable access channel. They'd come around, they'd shoot a high school game. And uh, I played football, of course, and they shot one of our games. So they'd, you know, shoot your game Friday and they'd air it the next week. Yeah. So you'd go, we'd all gather and watch it, you know, on tape delay during the week. And... We were watching it at the head, I went to Parrot, so we watched it at the headmaster's, which is like the principal, the headmaster's house. And I was just running my mouth because I was full of it. <laughs> it was my junior year. And I wasn't going to play basketball, I know. <laughs> but I wasn't going to play basketball. I just wasn't good enough to play basketball, and I wasn't going to play on the varsity. So I just was joking, and I said, when they come to do a, one of our basketball games, I want to be on the commentary. Mm -hmm. I was running my mouth. Yeah. I had, you know, half joking. So I get, fast forward to January, I get called into the headmaster's office, which is not a rare occurrence. I got called <laughs> in quite a bit. And they ended up um, 
He's saying to me, they're coming here to do the basketball game Friday, and you're going to be on the commentary team. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a guy named Ken Knapp, who actually worked a lot with Ken over the years. Ken uh, did some games over here in Greenville uh, on some offshoot channel, not the one that Henry and them program. Um, but Ken and I actually produced a lot of college basketball together for a few years. He had a truck, and we would produce events. Uh, and then, um, so Ken was on the channel or programmed the channel, and then a guy named Wally Poole, a guy named Robert Bryant were the announcers, and I went and worked with them. I didn't say a word in the first quarter. I was scared to death. <laughs> Terrified. So I wind up at the end of the first quarter. I'll never forget this. At the end of the first quarter, my high school nemesis makes a shot. Oh, my. And I say, he sucked. No, I said, <laughs> I said, what a shot. Great shot by so-and-so. And then from that point on, I couldn't shut up. It was, <laughs> I was in, and it was, so it was a three-man. I did the parrot games. I did the games at Lenore Community College that they did. And I was like the hybrid play-by-play -play, uh, analyst uh, announcer. I wasn't, uh, you know, either play-by-play -play or analyst, mm -hmm. kind of the cross in between. The third person in the booth. It was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, that's. So I ended up eventually working and writing for the newspaper, the free press, um, you know, in high school. Um, and then I ended up doing high school, ended up getting on with the radio station. Mm -hmm. And they had a, they owned a station in Jacksonville that's no longer on the air. That's how bad I did. They, <laughs> they're off the air now. But um, <laughs> they, it was the big 910. And so they had Don and Mike on the radio station, which was a great syndicated show out of Washington, D.C. So I uh, was in school and would drive down every Friday mm -hmm. from here, wow. from ECU. We used to park in that lot uh, near where the intramural fields are now. Uh -huh. That's where freshmen had to park. Oh, a D lot, right? Yeah. That's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'd par leave my car all week. Yeah. And so I'd get the bus after class on Fridays, bus over to that lot, get in my car, drive down to Jacksonville, wow. and do high school football games for White Oak, um, Lejeune, mm -hmm. Richlands, that kind of, all the schools that didn't have radio. The first game I ever did down there was a White Oak game. I, I mean, I showed up like this, <laughs> nothing. Got a roster, they faxed, you know what a fax is? They do. They faxed. <laughs> stats from the newspaper over. Oh my gosh. Which you could barely read. It was barely legible. Our board op was a guy, he was uh, blind. Mm -hmm. wow. He was a great board op. Like he never missed it because he, you know, was into radio, but he listened and he was awesome. And a guy named Jim Irvin actually saved me on that because I was going to get out because the guy who I was working for, who I will not name, <laughs> wasn't paying me. Really? And Jim Irvin paid me cash, straight cash on me out of his, uh, wow. out of his pocket. And so Jim was a good friend and got me started uh, in the business also. So, but the first broadcast I'm ever going to do, and I'm the play-by-play, -play, you know, it's what I wanted to do at mm -hmm. this point because I'm so good. I'm so good. <laughs> the guy, little did I know the guy that I was working with had no preparation. Oh, Didn't wow. know a football from a baseball probably. Oh, my gosh. But he says to me on the pregame, we have a 30-minute pregame now. It's insane. He says, Patrick, the running back, da-da-da-da-da. I don't know who this person is. I don't have a <laughs> roster. I don't have stats. I've got this smudgy, uh, you know, waxy 
fax printout of little <laughs> stat writing. Uh, and I'm fumbling and I've said, yeah, he's a good running back. And that was what I said. And so from that point on, uh, I figured out you got to get ready. You got to prepare. There was a guy, oh, I wish I could remember his name. He was the VCU announcer for years. He also gave me good advice one time about preparing. Now, he had some weird thing. Uh, he's no longer with us. He's deceased, which makes it even worse. But uh, I can't remember his name. But he, uh, prepare is what he, I kind of learned. So you learn things as you go around and you pick up. I, I ended up doing stuff at Kinston. I had to fight to get on the air there uh, because a guy who now does stuff for the Blue Jackets was doing minor league baseball there and he and I were going to split the thing and mm -hmm. there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Well, he got a job somewhere else in minor league baseball a week before the season and they dumped all the games on me. Oh my gosh. So I did, a, I did like 30 basketball games uh, my freshman or sophomore year in college for high school. Um, and then, in, then at ECU, Jeff Charles, God rest his soul, put me on the air uh, as a sophomore on the network. I had no business being on the air. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I just didn't. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, you're, you're great. You're great. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of people. And then Henry, you know, where we're doing our, our this thing today from his set for the Talk of the Town show. I mean, Henry and Hank, and uh, they've given me chances and chances and chances over the years, probably when they shouldn't. And uh, have basically kind of, you know, I mean, they've really uh, helped I don't say resurrect, but they've kind of kept my career going, especially the last few years where, you know, uh, it was a kind of a new start here and there's just a lot of unknown. Yeah. And uh, even though I'd been here before and uh, it's worked out, you know, and we survived a hurricane and COVID and here we are. So that's, that's that. But Jeff actually put me on to do my first college uh, broadcast. Really? Yep. And uh, so I'm always grateful to him for that uh, because I, you know, it's the first time I got to do college, right. you know, Division One college sports. Uh, then the people at UNC Wilmington had me do their TV package for Masson for a few years, and that was fun because I got to travel and they actually had a budget. Uh, the Hornets, when they were first the Bobcats, they Bobcats. had a thing called CNET. Do you remember that? I you, do. I worked for CNET. Really? I was sleeping on people's couches because that's oh all they could God. afford <laughs> when you worked for CNET. And you'd get your $100 to do the game. But So there was that. And, uh, you know, I've worked for some real crackerjack operations <laughs> over the years. So I just, you know, this stuff now with ESPN Plus, it's like the big time because they're so good. And yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that. And that's not even my news. There's the whole news side of my career, Talk too. Talk about that. So about 07, 08, I was working here, and I got the – Henry had hired me to do news for Imus, uh, and then he moved his show to the mornings, and I was on his show. Well, you know, as you reach a certain age, you want to go further in the broadcast business. And I realized I probably was not going to be a salesperson per se. Mm -hmm. I tried it, and when I'm motivated, I could succeed, but it's hard. And uh, so I, I really concentrated on the broadcast part of it. And so I went to Curtis Media in Raleigh for WPTF, big heritage station up there. And they made me the morning news anchor. Now, why they made me the morning <laughs> news anchor, I don't know. But they made me the morning news anchor. And so I left here, had a house here, and moved up there, which is a whole other disastrous <laughs> story. Uh, and 
lived uh, up there in Raleigh with my brother. We rented a place, uh, and uh, we he was working there, I was working there. And I was there uh, for a couple years. Uh, that ended. And then uh, I was just freelancing for a year, got a job. And a guy named Mike Blackman was really big on my news. He showed me how to do the, a good news. Because there's a skill to doing, there's one thing I can do. There's very few things I can do, but there's one thing. You can drop me anywhere in the country, I think, and I can put and say, all right, you're going to go on the radio at the top of the hour and do a newscast, and I can put it together in 10 minutes. I don't doubt that. I, that's, I just have an ability to do that. I, it's, some people can sing. Some people can are great <laughs> surgeons. Radio news. I'd have been I'd have been killer in the in the 40s because that's when radio news was big. <laughs> but um, so uh, he showed me how to do that. And then I went to, ended up going to Orlando at WDBO, and a guy named, it was a guy named uh, Ken, I can't think of Ken's last name now, but he, was, he actually got his start in Greenville with Henry uh, and had worked in TV and was working down in Orlando. A guy named Joe Rubel taught me a lot down there. Uh, my buddy Scott Inez, uh, other people. A woman named uh, Marcia Taylor was the best, one of the best boss I've ever had, so she was great. And they let me come down there. I, I'd applied and didn't hear from them for a year, and then they called me out of the blue. Oh, wow. And I'd always worked for, you know, local radio ownership, so I thought nobody has any money. So I flew down, did my interview, and flew back all in 26 hours. Oh, my God. Where, like, they started to interview other people because it was a big company. And they'd go and stay for, like, the whole, like, four-day weekend <laughs> and go to Disney and all that. If I'd known that... But I mean, we, my now wife and I, we moved down there uh, like sight unseen. Wow! I, I didn't know. I mean, we're lucky to be alive. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and uh, but that was good because that led to me working for ABC Radio. And so when I moved, had a chance to move back to Raleigh. My wife didn't like it there. She wanted to move back. I wanted to make more money, and I wanted to get closer to home. And I wasn't doing any sports down there, and that was a little frustrating. So. I came back here and I told ABC I'm moving back to North Carolina. Well, they wanted me to still work with them. So I, I was working at PTF again and with ABC again. It's like a sister station, is it? Well, like that? Uh, that was probably, I was, that, was, that was moonlighting. That was my okay. side hustle, as okay. they say. Because <laughs> I had to have lots of side hustles to get through all this. So, um, you know, so I did that too while I was, and then I ended up hosting the morning show on WPTF, which was an interim thing. That's not what I was hired to do. And did that, and they actually had good ratings for the time I did it, and uh, and that ended. And the opportunity here was sort of coming alive uh, along simultaneously, so I came back here, and uh, and then, you know, now I'm on in the mornings with Henry, I'm talk of the town. I love doing that. I'm on in the afternoons on 94.3 The Game. Love doing that. I do news for other stations across the country. So I get up early, because I like to get up early. Mm -hmm. And then I do the ESPN Plus stuff, and then I've got some other stuff I dabble in. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's the whole career. Have I put you to sleep yet? Because no, <laughs> not at all. I know things change, especially in sports broadcasting. Every year, I mean, technology changes and yeah. whatever else. But has there been one big change that you've seen over the years where you're like, wow, I can't believe we got here when it comes to radio, media, anything like that. You can broadcast anywhere and it sounds like you're in the studio. That's a good one. Um, there's a great podcast board called a Roadcaster now. We have one of those. Yeah. 
And well, so you guys know. Uh -huh. It's got built-in processing. It sounds like you're in a studio. Uh, I use that for my home studio. So when we run a call earlier today, that's mm -hmm. what I was running it through. Yeah. I'll do that from home. I've I'm getting another one that I'm gonna have at the beach so I can do stuff from the beach. And uh, so that's the big thing. I actually did this year. I got COVID in uh, August, and I was supposed to do a football game for Sinclair, you know, over the air TV. And um, I did it from home. You know, I, I don't know if they use the Microsoft Teams or if they use Zoom. I, I forget what they used. But I mean, I, you know, now it helped that I had the Roadcaster because mm -hmm. it had the processing built in. But I, you know, I did the play-by-play -play for the football game, looking at my computer. Wow! And you know, they do a lot of that now with ESPN and uh, ACC Network and all that. Uh, they they really haven't started traveling till next month. The, yeah. the announcers that do a lot of the spring sports, a lot of the basketball they do remote. I know CBS Sports Network did a lot of remote. So, so that's probably the thing that is fascinating to me. It's been going on in radio for a long time because there's, pe there's people who will broadcast from their home studio. Mm -hmm. But just the convenience of doing it now is a lot. Like the guy here, Dan Miller, has got a lot of technology that uh, you got a good solid line so it sounds like you're, you know, it doesn't sound like you're in a tin can. Like, right. like the stuff <laughs> when I first started broadcasting games, it sounded like you were on a... Uh, you know, can with a string kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's it. And then we do some stuff for uh, our ESPN Plus broadcast that utilize some of that same technology to do drone shots. And, you know, so all that's just, it's amazing how, uh, the, you know, you could do so much more and it's easier to do and it's in some ways cheaper to do now. Yeah. I mean, that kind of board that we got, uh, that you have, and I, that Roadcaster. I mean, it's, you know, expensive, but it's not astronomical. Well, in the long run, it's worth it. Oh, too. it's more than paid for itself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you've done ESPN Plus, obviously. You and I have done that together, but yep. you also say that you've done ACC Network. Is mm -hmm. there any, I mean, when I watch games on ACC Network, because I watch a lot of softball, and then you watch ESPN Plus, the difference that I see, the, the graphic's always different, obviously, the score graphic. Right. Is there any significant difference now between doing those two? No, I mean, uh, you know, they. I, I've done a lot of games at Duke. They have everything wired there, um, kind of like our little on camera, where it's you know a camera, and, but everything's in 4K there. Oh, so wow. I look great. <laughs> and um, th that's really, you know, it, the. It's not as all glamorous as you would think with the ACC. But I mean, and I'm not trying to down them. It's yeah. just. It's, um, but they have a lot of technology and a lot of, they can afford to kind of, and I think they're required to upgrade their equipment because they will produce a lot of games out of their facilities. Oh, really? At places like uh, Duke and State and Carolina and what have you. So, uh, but no, that's, you know, I, I kind of like going in there because it's good to be known, but nobody knows who I am there. And that's not true. No, they, well, they don't because I don't do enough stuff. I don't believe that. Uh, and, I mean, they get to know you if you show up enough. But I'm just like, the, I did one a few weeks ago. And I knew all new people. Now, there was a couple people I recognized. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, um, so that's because everybody's nice to you. On your first day, everybody's nice to you. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's the good thing about doing games, because you come in and everybody's nice to you. Yeah. Then you can leave, you know. Um, you, you know, because familiarity breeds contempt sometimes. But, um, yeah, that's kind of, it's the same thing. I yeah. mean, you know, the, the amount of really young people, as I sound like an old man, <laughs> who are behind the scenes uh, and how talented they are is what's amazing to me. Yeah, we see that every game. Well, we see it every game, but you see it, I mean, last year there was a lady who was producing the softball, now she went to work for ESPN and went to the World Series and produced, I mean, just how talented the behind the scenes people are. Mm -hmm. That generation is where all the talent, in my opinion, is. In, in you know, you don't, you used to, it is in a lot of ways, there's some good young broadcasters, but the, behind-the-scenes people, the technical people are the ones who are, I think, are like uber-talented. Without hurting any feelings, even oh, no. as it used to use softball on me, it won't hurt my feelings. Right. Truthfully, what's your favorite sport to commentate? For any reason. Um, I like football mm -hmm. a lot. Um... You know, it sounds hokey to say whatever is in season or whatever you're doing. I like whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did track and field. I like that a lot. Uh, I've done tennis. I like that a lot. I'd like to do golf. Um, I do like softball. Uh, I like volleyball. I, I'm not as good at it as I wish I were. Um, baseball, like I said, I, I feel like this year I've gotten better mm -hmm. and feel more comfortable now that we're some games under the belt. And then, uh, but you know, basketball is the one I've done the most. And I grew up in a basketball family, so uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, there was 12 years. I did Division Three women's basketball, all their games. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived here the first time in Raleigh. Um, so, I mean, I've just done a lot of basketball. Done a lot of bad basketball, but I've done a lot of <laughs> basketball over the years. So, I, I, you know, whatever I'm doing, I enjoy. Because, you know, the thing is this. And this is what, like, you have to know and everybody has to know. There's a I like the stories. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, that's more interesting to me than the action. There are the stories. So, what's at stake? That's what you always got to think. What are they playing for? Because they're playing for something. Every game. Yeah. Even if the team stink, they're playing for something. Yeah. So, like this weekend, we'll come in and do the Saturday and Sunday games for ESPN Plus for softball. What are they playing for? Well, obviously, it depends on what happens Friday night. Right. But what are they playing for? So that's the, you know, for ECU, they're playing to, you know, be hot when the tournament starts. Get their first home win. Get their first conference win win their first home conference series, that kind of thing. I'm sure there's some other history that they're playing for or other notes. You know, UCF's playing to try to... Work, or work their way into work the top way into the Yeah, work their way into the top 25, be a team that gets an at-large if they don't win the tournament because they played a really tough schedule to start the year. So that's, that's the, the thing you always got to keep in mind is what's at stake. Because mm -hmm. if you don't think anything's at stake... You don't think there's anything at stake. He's not going to think anything's at stake watching it. Right. Yeah. You know. And I'm not saying you have to be phony about it or, you know, overly enthusiastic and overcompensate. But, I mean, there's no such thing as a bad game. Yeah. That is true. And it's your responsibility to, to 
tell the story of what's going make on. Make that know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I obviously didn't think it was going to be easy, but when I watched the games from home before you gave me the opportunity to do what I do now. I didn't give you the opportunity. Will did. I, <laughs> well, I, I did say, Will, I said, you ought to try her uh, out. I think I told you you ought to call him. So yeah, maybe I. It was, I'll take the credit. Yes, yeah. it was me who did it all. Yeah. Yes, and I didn't think that it was going to be easy whatsoever. But I sit at home and watch softball, and I talk to my parents about it or my roommates, and I'll say whatever I'm saying. But then all of a sudden, you get the mic on and the headset, and you have to say it, and you know you're talking to more than like your roommates or your parents. Right. And it, the first few times you do it, you're like, what if I screw up, say something wrong? Even though you know the game, and you've been doing this for a long time, you know what's going on. It still, in my mind, as someone who's new at it, it can be like there's a bunch of people talking in your head. Well, I still you screw up every broadcast. I still <laughs> screw up every broadcast. I've screwed this up, I can tell. <laughs> so, you know, that's, um, that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and the thing I would always say Take what you're doing seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. And also, at the end of the day, we're talking sports. We're not launching a rocket. We're not <laughs> curing a disease. We're we're talking. Yeah. You know. And you know, I I think the big thing that I don't think people do and understand, and you you're learning this, is you got to put the time in to get ready. And everybody's process to get ready is a little different. Mm -hmm. Especially with a sport like baseball or softball, because everybody keeps score a different way. Everybody's got their own. So that's the thing that I think you got to know is you you got to got to put your work in to get ready. You just can't show up and go. Yeah. You can, but it's not going to be any good. Yeah, I think that was my. For people who are listening now, when I commentated my first day, I believe it was a doubleheader. My first mm -hmm. day, I didn't come in with anything because I had no idea. I get there, you were about to come in. Patrick's sitting here with like a scorebook, <laughs> notebook, like he's gonna keep stats and everything. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't, ha I had the sheets that were given to me with rosters and that's it. So I had to learn that the hard way. So if anybody's listening and needing to take advice, this is the advice to take, especially from a new person, Please bring paper and be prepared <laughs> and just, you know, learn from me. And I, but I think that you kind of have to learn that as you go along. I mean, I've certainly figured that out, but um, across the board, all ECU sports, mm -hmm. has there been any game that stands out to you that you remember calling and you really enjoyed? One, or just one that sticks out. I got to do the sideline when ECU played Alabama and Birmingham. Again, that's when they put me on the radio network. I had no business on the radio <laughs> network. And I interviewed, got to interview an angry Steve Logan after a controversial oh, call at the man. end. And the Pirates got hosed. Um, another guy who was an influence, Tim Moreland, was commentating the game because Jeff was doing it on television. But that's another story. Um, last year, the Memphis game, because of the win. Oh, See, what's at stake? Well, Memphis was really, really good. Yeah. The Pirates were trying to, you know, go towards a winning season, and they were at home, and it was a big game. And everybody thinks I had this great call. I just reacted. That's all you got to do. And it's now built in the open of my show, and it's, it's a funny kind of, or fun. So I, I make the call when they win, and the Pirates won on a last-second shot. I think it was Brandon Suggs hit the last-second shot. So everybody stormed the court. And it was amazing, and it was great. 
And so after all the hoopla and everything calms down and we interviewed the people and they put the videos up, I'm, they come and get me and they drive me over to the control room. And I you know, go in there and thank everybody. My phone is going, you know, crazy. The call had been clipped by ESPN and they'd put it on social that. media and people were sending me the clip and it had gone viral. I so I got like messages from people from like other countries in Canada who thought it was the coolest thing because it was a big moment. So that was, you know. I didn't know that was you, but I do remember that. Yeah. Because I was at intern. It was great. It was the greatest call ever, wasn't it? it? The it, greatest no, it call ever. It was. I was an intern at ECU at the time, yeah. so I was on, I was doing social media, and I'm on the court shooting video or doing something for my internship, and I almost got trampled from the students, but that yeah. was probably one of the coolest, if anybody asked me that question, just being at an ECU sporting event, yeah. much less working it, that was probably one of my yeah. favorite ever. That was, that was super cool. Uh, the baseball game this year where they came back against UNC. Oh, um, yeah. I'd already done the first broadcast I'd done. It was the first one I'd done in years. And I was really, really unhappy with my job. So I really figured out, okay, you've got to get really ready for this and not worry about what you don't know or um, all that. So I did that, and I thought that went really well. It was a great game, and the Pirates came back and won. Always helps when the home team wins <laughs> uh, or when the Pirates win. And so uh, the one, though, that really sticks out is this year. It's the last ESPN Plus basketball game we did. Cincinnati after Jeff's death. Mm -hmm. um, we got there early to shoot the open because Cy works with me on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. I love Cy. And he had worked with Jeff for 23 or 4 years and it, they'd been on the road and been roommates and all that on the road. I was worried about if he was going to be able to get through it. Yeah. So we recorded our open. The crew put together these great um, vignettes coming in and out, you know, with his great calls. And, but at the end, of, I told Cy this, because we, we, Cy and I, the instant this happened and Cy got word, he let me know, we were talking all that Friday, and the game's that next Wednesday. And, and so, I mean, it's a very tough weekend, a very tough few days. And, you know, I'm don't know, it's kind of surreal. So I'm, um, uh, tell Cy uh, that Monday or that Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday morning, said, Cy, we're going to have to do a game. You know, that uh, uh, well, this is going to get going and we've got to do the game. And he knew it. I just said it because I maybe had to t remind myself that. Yeah. We're doing a game at... They're playing. It keeps going. Whether you're ready or not, they're playing. Yeah. Cy handled it beautifully. Um, and it didn't really hit me till maybe I was going home after the game about, but they came back and won. Yeah, that was a fun game. It was, and it seemed to have a little, uh, you, you gotta believe in divine intervention on some level. And so that's, to me, was that there was something more going on there than just uh, Roy Williams getting to go home watching his boy take a loss. That was, uh, <laughs> there was more to it than that. There was so. a lot of emotion behind that. Yeah, there was. And the players and Mike Swartz were fantastic. And the conference, 
and I talked to the commissioner the other day on my radio show. They did a thing where they honored Jeff before every mm -hmm. game at the arenas around the conference, at the conference tournament. Uh, just really, really, really uh, pretty amazing stuff. I was you know. lucky enough to be able to inter put him on this podcast I, a month before, maybe not yeah. even. So, and I, people have asked me, what's your favorite podcast? And that one's, even at the time, it was, I felt so important because, you know, he's Jeff Charles. Right, yeah. And so at the time, I even thought it was cool. But now looking back, knowing what I know now, yeah. it just makes it even more special. But talking about Jeff Charles, do you have a favorite memory with him? You know, because I got to go up and down the road with him a little bit. Um, and we had, like I said, he put me on the air. I was really close to him, and then we kind of drifted apart. But here in the recent years of doing the stuff with ESPN+, Plus, we had gotten, and then me doing the, anchoring the scoreboard and the postgame show for the radio network this year, we had gotten um, a little close. He actually, I, I filled in for him on radio. He got sick, and I not, uh, like flew sick. Yeah. And he wrote me a note, uh, like a personal note. He somehow got my address and wrote me a personal note. Or maybe he sent it here, I don't know. And I thought, well, that is really, really... Um, so I started communicating with him, not heavily, but you know, I don't say we buried a hatchet or anything, but we just, <laughs> this is hard to say. So uh, the last game that he did was SMU. If you don't want to talk. Oh, no, 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 okay. we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I told you you'd ask me anything. Okay. Um, I haven't really talked about this, so. I, you know, and usually when I get up and get from the table, I'll give somebody a, so I went over, uh, I don't know why I did this. But um, he was, I was wrapping up TV, and he was still on the radio. And I went and I hit him on the, he turned around and I waved, said bye, and left. Wow. And. <laughs> Is it the last time you saw him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. I've not told anybody that, so that's. Uh, <laughs> well, that's super special, though. Yeah, no, it is. And. Uh, so, you know, I think, uh, but I mean, I always, the thing that always impressed me about him was his preparation and how thoroughly prepared he was. And, I, and so, I, I, as I was younger, trying to figure out how to halfway do this, uh, it, like watching his preparation, I, I did pattern. There's still a lot of stuff I use that I saw him use. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that, I, that I do. So, but yeah, that was, uh, so that, that's probably... You know, it. I mean, it, 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 when you go back and you hear all the calls, you think, well, you know, boy, he did, look at all the stuff he did in yep. 30 some yeah. odd years. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It really is. So um, it's, it's still not sunk in yet. Right. I agree. Know. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about. Anything? Well, let me just say you. Um, I, I really enjoy working with you, and thank you for asking me to do this. Of course. You've hit the low point. This is the fewest <laughs> no. clicks you'll ever get no. on this thing. No. Um, I, so I, I think you do a great job with, on the uh, broadcasts, uh, and it, it comes very natural. So I'm trying to show you some things, not like you better do this or else, <laughs> but just stuff to help you along. So I hope I've been helpful. Lifestyle. No. She's very... She, she does very well for herself. She's very understanding, very patient. I'm gone a lot, and she uh, allows me to be uh, gone a lot, which mm -hmm. is, which is good. Uh, you know, as long as I'm making money. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fine. So.
I will mention my parents really quick. They said, uh, this is the last thing I'll mention. They told me right after I got done doing my first two games, they called me uh, directly after, you know, they're talking, oh my God, Courtney, you know, ESPN, whatever. And they raved about you. Oh my goodness. Smart people. Oh my <laughs> if you have watched ECU baseball or ECU softball, you have heard how great he is. I am not saying this because you're sitting right here. I've told multiple, multiple people this. Ryan, you're sitting behind the camera. I've told you this many, many times. I am just very thankful that I get to work with you. I think you're great at what you well, do. Thank you. And thank you for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. This is great. I've enjoyed this very much. Can I come back one day? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We'll come back one day. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week.